The underdog is howling. This is Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Welcome in to the most anticipated Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast because people just can't get enough and want to throw holiday money around. It's the bowl preview. Bear, how are we doing today? We're, we're a little down. It, it's one of the most disappointing days of the year. Like, like, like the, the two the, the two most disappointing experiences that, that I that I can have. And no, it's nothing serious. But like in terms of gambling, yeah. it's like the it's when you get knocked out of the pick five and yeah, you're deep in a leg and you get beat. And the day you get knocked out of Survivor. I'm I'm feeling down. Houston? I, no. No, I stayed. With, I, I had mapped it out, and I was going to take the Browns this week, and I had an opportunity to swap out of the Browns and put the Bears in, and I didn't. And your Jets yeah. knocked you and, out. And then my, my, my team knocked me out. So Well, I'm a little, get those mock drafts going. You got the I'm second little, pick. Yeah, they, they, they do. Yeah, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what they do. I mean, I guess the two options are – Someone wants one of these quarterbacks. They can probably trade back for a boatload of picks, or you could take Panay Sewell and your Brissett at, at tackle on both sides for the next one of them. Well, you'll have to probably move Sewell to the right side, but uh, you, you're set on the offensive line for the next eight to ten years at least. So, I guess I guess in, in that sense, it's a good problem to have. But yeah, I'm kind of kind of bummed I didn't uh, I didn't switch up and, and go with the Bears because I had the Ravens waiting in the hopper for next week. Oh, so, yeah. Was, the goal was just win yesterday. And, and you didn't do it. And the Browns couldn't do it for me. Ah. So I'm, I'm a little melancholy right now. And well, we're, we're here to and, cheer and, you and, up. And, 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 and Liverpool blew a, blew a lead against West Brom. So Oh. We're, yeah, it was, it was a tough, tough, uh, tough sledding for the Bear. All right. Um, Don't feel sorry for me, though, so that's okay. Nah. I'm sure if you, if you look hard enough, the people that care really care. <laughs> and that's why we're here. Um, we got to talk real quick about the cure bowl. Cause when's it going to stop? Why <laughs> score touchdowns, please people. Like, what are we doing? Um, and it's just amazing. Cause that's going on at the same time as the Raiders game. And we all know what happened there, but do you think this will change things? No, really? No, I don't. Yeah. I don't. What, what was, what was even more amazing was the, uh, yeah, the, the the Buffalo game. Yeah, where, I was going to bring that up like, next. It's like okay, well, you you do you do the right. Okay, we're going to take a knee. We're not going to score, and then you score on second down. That was like a bizarre, a bizarre finish. Now they're just not doing it properly. Why are you even turning and handing the ball off? Mm-hmm. Just knee. You just el- eliminate, eliminate a play. You just take a couple steps back, take a knee. We're take take a couple steps, run around. Just let the clock run out. Like the concept, like being being up with what two with nineteen seconds left is still better than being up what five or whatever with a, with a minute forty or whatever it was. But one of the other bigger issues is that like this is such a recent phenomenon and an awareness. Like I don't think these teams are practicing it. Like I, I think like well, literally, I think literally like coaches have a an ops guy or. A, Maybe an analytics guy on their eye. Hey, kick a field goal here, not score. And like, 
when teams are told that in the huddle in the heat of battle, like they haven't been practicing it, they haven't been drilled, and, and, and they kind of get, get a little frozen and don't know what to do. So I think maybe as it becomes more aware and teams do it more, maybe you'll see less screw-ups like we have in the last couple of days. Well, that's what I thought was really interesting because I've been a part of, you know, we talk about the, the Friday walkthrough practices, Thursday sometimes, and Chadwell talked about it. He goes, we practice that moment. You go get the carrier and drag him into the end zone. And you could see Coastal was ready yep. for it. Yep. And that's what happened is the kid from Liberty, I think, gets so freaked out because he realizes what they're doing last second and he's trying to stop himself. <laughs> they're going for the ball. You know, like it's just – it is really, really tough situation. The Buffalo one, I could – I think he just goes like, you know what, I'm not – we're not doing this. We're just going to score now. Yep. Like I'm not, I'm not taking another knee like this is – I can only see bad things happening. With, with, the, with the field goal kicker, he made what, one field goal all year. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, uh, yeah, it was it was really, really uh, – I just don't see it. I don't see it. Ha- I don't see it continuing. I think coaches are just going to say, well, we'll milk it or, you know, we'll take a knee. Um, but it is it has become an epidemic, and uh, it is something to definitely keep your eye on. There are issues when you're looking at games um, – all the time. So we're just here to complicate things more <laughs> and let you know. But we want to run through. We're just going to run through every game. If we have thoughts, we give them to you. If we don't, we will keep running through. Um, but let's start tomorrow. Your Canes against Oklahoma State in the Camping World Bowl uh, down in Orlando. Weather looks fine, 73 and sunny. I will say I like the Canes here. I know what has happened? They, they can't have a bad, uh, good taste in their mouth since the Carolina game. The Air King uh, that he's going to come back for next year. They finish off the season eight and two. Probably lost to the two best teams they played. Right? What's their best win? Would it be Virginia Tech? Yeah, I was going to say Virginia, Virginia Tech. NC State. I guess maybe by record, NC State. NC State. Yeah, that oh, yeah, crazy Friday night game. I'll say Oklahoma State is a team that I've waited. I mean, I picked them to go to the playoffs. So you thought what I I mean, there you go, what I what I thought was they were gonna get. But it just it just haven't it hasn't turned into into whatever. It started with the health of the I think it was a third play of the season for Spencer Sanders. And it, it just they could never get things going. They did have the win against Iowa State, um, that they most likely will be hanging their hat on. Uh, but they finished seven and three. But I like the Canes here. I'll take the points. I think that's a winnable game. Obviously, uh, throw a little on the money line. But I just, I feel like it's a, it's a team that they can do things offensively against. And I like what Miami brings to the table up front on both sides of the ball. So I'll, I'll take the Canes here. Yeah, it, it is not a good uh, Oklahoma State offense. I mean, yes, they've had issues with with injuries and such, but uh, this is not an offense that is anywhere close to what we expected out of uh, out of Oklahoma State this year. So uh, if I had to play the game, I would play Miami just for the same reasons uh, that you had mentioned. This kind of feels like the first game of 2021 for Miami. Uh, I, I think King staying is a big yeah. deal, and I think a lot of guys, uh, offensively, I think they're going to score points. I, I know Oklahoma State's defense is, is, is pretty salty, but, but I do think guys like Jordan and, and, and Mallory, Mallory will, will have some uh, – some, some matchup problems for, for, for Oklahoma State on that side of the ball. And uh, agreed, even though there's no Roche uh, and, and, and there's no Jalen Phillips, you'd have to think the guys that are coming in mm-hmm. uh, after sitting in Ivy was, was terrible 
uh, in coverage in, in the North Carolina game, you'd have to think there's a whole lot of a, a whole lot of urgency to to, to want to end the season on a much better note than how they played yeah. against North Carolina. So yeah, if I had to play the game, and you're in one of those bowl picker pools. Uh, Miami would be the side I would take, even though the Canes' history of bowl games lately uh, is is awful. Coach Manny's here to turn that Warren Bear. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, Miami's going to get that done. Um, that's tomorrow, uh, Tuesday, the 29th. We're taping this on Monday, uh, after late morning, uh, later on that night, the old Alamo bowl, nine o'clock Eastern Texas against Colorado line stands around nine right now. Um, Colorado and other, um, uh, ending that season against Utah with a loss that was all the way back on the 12th of December and Texas hasn't played since Kansas Whipping Kansas State 69-31. That was on the 5th. So this te- these teams are close to a month, <laughs> month off without playing. Um, it's, you know, it's still that. It's Tom Herman as a favorite here. Uh, Ellinger, he could come back for another year. Yeah, well, that's the, you, you're allowed. Everyone right. would give it an Six extra year, year this wow. year because of the season. I mean, what, what, what are you going to get out of Texas, though? That's it. Sure, like, like, you don't know. That, this is, what, what's amazing is. This is the first time since 2011 that they have been favored in a bowl game. It just wow. goes to show you yeah, we, we, the, how far like down in the level bowls that this, these teams are teams playing in. But I, I have no opinion on this game. My, my inclination would be Texas will who, – whoever is left for Texas will play. But but gosh, I mean, they could, Colorado, the way the, the, the Utah game, it probably leaves them a little bit of a bitter pull in their mouth and not having the opportunity to uh, play in the Pac-12 championship game, despite having the second best record in the yeah. league. <laughs> so this is a total stay away from. from, from yeah, I, <laughs> it is. I mean, I figure Texas is going to bring it. If Ellinger is going to play, um, we know what he's been about in his career there, but yeah, I mean, it, they're going down to San Antonio. It feels like they're in this spot almost every year um, where they're, <clears throat> Wanted to be in a, obviously a better. They didn't make the bowl game they wanted to set out to to make. So it's a stay away. It's a lot of points. I'm still not um, convinced about Colorado. I talked about you know that week against Utah. I liked Utah um, just because it Colorado because why? felt like what's that? Because why? Because they were starting to like things and talk about the playoff and getting in the Pac-12 title game. What happens, when Pac-tel- what happens when oh. Pac-12 teams get talked about? The old pee-pee down the leg. Thank you. There you go. And uh, But it's an opportunity Thank here. And, and I, I've said it for all the Pac-12 schools. Like it's, this, and I think Herm actually said it. But, you know, in a, in a sense, you're using this as a redshirt season for your program. And, mm-hmm. I mean, no one benefited, I think, from this more than Colorado. I mean, they got their coach in, what, March? Like, it was <laughs> – it's it's – it's really impressive what they've done, and uh, I'm really happy for uh, Darrell there. I know people, you know, just want to talk about what he did at UCLA and and all that stuff. But um, interesting guy, I'd definitely be watching it. But uh, it's it's a stay away. Um, the next day, Wednesday, December 30th, we kick it off at noon at the old Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, the Panther Stadium, for the old Duke's Mayo Bowl, Bear, and guess who's in it. It's the, 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 the there's I mean all of the, with all of the the concern and disappointment that bowl season, the Duke's Mayo Bowl did it right, 
and is brought in Wisconsin. <laughs> Talk about meat and cheese and mayo and condiments. There's no better team to, to represent and stands for that more than Wisconsin. And and, and we'll we'll see you. Uh, what happens with, with, with the Badgers uh, this game? I mean, they, offensively, they have been a nightmare lately. Uh, not having uh, Davis and another receiver and losing a running back and losing louder milk on the other side. Like they have had a ton of problems, and we'll see if the couple of weeks off can get their offense ready to uh, to play. Because this is the, again, Wisconsin is a team that typically in bowl games. Uh, they they peak they 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 yeah. they they, they, they take pride in just the type of kids that they have on this team. Uh, take take pride in playing on these games and winning. Um, but 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 again, like you just don't know. All because these guys are listed on the depth chart as potentially being better. They were listed on the depth chart uh, prior to it and didn't play. So you you can sometimes take that with a grain of salt. But you got Boogie Basham's out. Kenneth Walker's out for Wake Forest as well. And uh, it, it's a it's a Wake Forest team that I mean that Louisville game a couple weeks back concerned me because I thought they would handle Louisville. Yeah, they, they kind of had a little bit of a no show there. So so again, this is a game where uh, Wake is another team that doesn't get to bowl, had, hadn't gotten to bowls very often, and typically uh, they show. But uh, I have concerns about that Wake Forest defense, especially uh, if Wisconsin does get some of their some of their uh, weapons back on offense. A couple things here. The the lack of a standout running back for Wisconsin has been so eyeball opening to me. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because they've been spoiled with what guys uh, they've had the past couple of years when you look at that. But then you look at this, you know, matchup and you just look at the difference in scores of their gains. You mentioned the loss to Louisville by Wake Forest, 45-21 on December 12th. That was their first game since November 14th in that wild one they lost to North Carolina. Yep. 59-53. So they come in losing their last two and giving up 45-59. and 59. Wisconsin comes in losing three of their last four and only giving up 28 to Iowa. Is that the – yeah, that's the high. They lost 17-7 to Northwestern, 14-6 to Indiana, 28-7 to Iowa, and then they beat Minnesota in overtime 20-17. So it's kind of – I mean, if you want one of the more – contrasting styles of games. This is it uh, right here. Um, Wake Forest, you know, averaging, giving up 31 a game and Wisconsin only giving up 15. I love Jim Leonard. I, I know he'll have his guys ready, uh, you know, on that defensive side, but it's, it has been, I mean, think about where we were on that Friday night against Illinois with old Graham Mertz and uh, our, our guy, big cat sending out Heisman links uh, for, for his Mertz guy. And, and it has not been pretty since. I mean, he, he ends the season with eight touchdowns and five picks. I know he missed a couple games. But, man, it is it is not what I thought it would be since that night, that Friday night against Illinois. Um, no. I, it's a stay away from me. I, it, inter, Like I said, a very interesting game. Uh, but I don't want any piece of it. Um, at 8 o'clock that night, it's the Cotton Bowl. It's Florida. It's Oklahoma. What do we got on opt-out information on this one? Because this is, this is the I think this will have the most opt-outs there are. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, I think Florida, the only one officially is, is opted out is, is is pitch, right? But I mean, you know, they're going to be more, and and I think they're going to be a ton on the uh, sooner side of the ball as well. So, uh, yeah, it's just a hard game to really speculate on. 
right now, based on the information that we that we know or don't know, this is going to be one of those uh, in game. It potentially, you know, typically Dan Mullins teams uh, win their bowl games. They don't always yeah. cover, but they do win. Obviously, this is an Oklahoma team that uh, is, is is on the improve. But you got what Mullins uh, in seven and two uh, in bowl games outright, and wow. you would think in a uh, in a toss up type game. Uh, he might be able to figure something out, but uh, again, if, if if Rattler's playing for Oklahoma, you, you Rattler, well, where's he going? He's he's playing. It's going to be interesting to see uh, who else from Oklahoma is on the field on uh, on Wednesday night, and the same thing for Florida. So it is a very intriguing game. It's a very interesting game. One that would be an I'm awesome game if everybody highly, was playing there. Yes, right? It would be an unbelievable, It'd be unbelievable. game if every if. if, if because you you would get these answers about uh, is Oklahoma's defense really really that improved now and really that good against uh, Trask and Pitts and the and, and the weapons that Florida has and you you'd get you get an opportunity to, to see what what would Florida's defense could do on the other side and could they stop a Lincoln Riley off and get that whole storyline about uh, Lincoln Riley against an SEC team against it so it is it, it, kind of a what could have been yeah. um, type type ball but uh, again no play for me right now on this game just because um i have a hard time handicapping a game where i don't know who's playing is trask gonna play like he could uh he could say no right he, t- he totally could say no like that's that's brutal um that's it, it, so it, it, it would be brutal i, I would make I sure you would. don't have anything going on from 7 30 to 8 that night so you have <laughs> exactly. all the information you can get yeah. whether exactly. you're gonna take a wager on that i mean i'm sorry but <laughs> You know, everybody wants to pick some stuff, but like that's if I don't know if a Heisman contender is playing in a game, I don't really have a take on the game. I'm sorry. Um, let's move the New Year's Eve. Uh oh, we got a nice lineup here. Um, we got a noon, a two, a four, and an eight. Does ESPN have every bowl? Oh, no. The Arizona bowl is on CBS. Okay. Let's go. Let's start with the uh, Armed Forces Bowl. That's at TCU Stadium. It's Tulsa against Mississippi State. Yes, I said that. It's Tulsa versus three and seven Mississippi State. Um, I, go ahead, Para. I, got I mean, obviously, Zayvon Collins opting out is is a massive deal yeah. for uh, for Tulsa. Uh, with him, I would have really liked them uh, in 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 this game, and I still might. Mm-hmm. Um, just where, where did that the after what Mississippi State against did, did against Auburn, like where did that come from against Missouri in that final game? Like you would never ever no. have thought of that. But when you got Marcus Murphy out for for the Bulldogs, yeah, uh, Tulsa. I, I could see Tulsa being very excited about this game, uh, coming close against Cincinnati and feeling like they kind of lost that game. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and you just look at Leach. And his teams in bowl games lately. Oh. Last 10, 1-9 against the number, 1-7 against the number as a favor, four outright losses. Last five years, in some, in some of these games, they've looked very unprepared and uninterested offensively. 19.6 points per game in bowl games the last five years, no more than 28. So maybe you find a Mississippi State team total against a good defense uh, in Tulsa uh, and, and look under maybe the – maybe the, uh, the Bulldogs defense comes through and, and shuts down Tulsa's offense because Tulsa obviously 
doesn't score a ton of points. But uh, if, if I had to I have to play this game with, with the just two and a half, I would I would take Tulsa. But I, I don't think Mississippi State's going to score a ton of points in this game either. Okay, uh, under over under is forty seven. Um, so seems that's... high. Seems high. Even All without right. Collins, it seems high. We'll get to another one on the same day. I'll let you know if that one seems high, too, between two teams that are very interesting. Uh, really excited for this one. It's the Arizona Bowl. It's Ball State and San Jose State. My favorite story this year. It's at Tucson, where, uh, Arizona Stadium. Um, I got 2 o'clock New Year's Eve day. The line's getting a little scary for me. I saw this one open at, like, 6.5, and, and I loved San Jose State there. But now, I mean, it's trending up. And Ball State comes in, obviously red hot. They're six and one. They lost their first one, and they come in off that win over Buffalo, thirty-eight twenty-eight. Uh, before that, they beat Western Michigan on the on the lateral play that it wasn't. Um, they have win. You know, they they've scored a ton. They're, they're actually scoring more points per game than San Jose State is as they come in with thirty-four, and San Jose State comes in averaging thirty. Um, but I just I, I like this matchup. Like this is a fun game. This is a this is a, the MAC champion against Mountain West in, in a game that'll be interesting. And you know, both teams will be fired up uh, for. I, I just realized, too, that this is Coach Brennan was, uh, um, you know, rumored to be that Arizona head coach. And here's, here's San Jose State playing a bowl game at Arizona State. Yeah. Uh, but San Jose State's now nine and a half. Uh, the over under 64. This could be, this could be a, a high scoring game. Um, but San Jose State, I, I will say, I, I think San Jose State hasn't played as good of offenses as Ball State has, and the defense there worries me. That's why I worry about giving that many points. I, I think they could cover a little less than a touchdown. I don't. I mean, if this gets to ten, you you got to feel like taking Ball State with how well they've been playing lately, right? Yeah, I, I, I would at this number, I would take Ball State. What's interesting too is you talked about their like playing those better offenses. Remember, like, the first quarter of the MAC championship game, it oh. looked like this game was going to be in the 40s for both teams. And then, and then Ball State's defense wound up doing a, a really nice job. So if I had to play the game, I would play Ball State. Hey, here, here's a you, – you mentioned Brent Brennan and potentially being in the mix mm-hmm. for that Arizona job, and which, which went to Jet Fish. Arizona and Illinois, two jobs that sound better than they actually are. Mm. Yeah, I. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're old enough to remember when both these teams were really good. Yeah, you know, early nineties. It's. I mean, you asked a question about South Carolina a couple of weeks ago. I feel like yeah. I mean, I, I put it this way: I really like to hire a Bielema at Illinois. Um, a guy with experience in the conference, can he be successful? What, what's successful there? Going to a bowl game every year? Yeah, he could definitely do that. Um, Arizona is, is a tough one because I feel like they're – I mean, you go back and look at when they had it cranked up. They were getting guys from all over, and I really feel like the recruiting ha- has fallen off there, and that's where Herm's killing it right now with Antonio Pierce and those guys on that staff. Mm-hmm. They are getting guys all Southern California – Arizona, like you go look in that Phoenix area and in, in the Arizona area, like there are Division One players all over the place. You got to get some of those guys. So I feel like Jed Fish 
I, I mean, he, his resume, you look at that, that's a couple pages long with the stops that he's had. But to me, it's a guy that knows places, knows people, and that's half the battle of, of recruiting. I didn't think they should hire a Navy coach because I think Arizona needs a recruiter, and I think Jed Fish is more than that. But, I, yeah, I see what you're saying. Is it a better job than, you know, it sounds? Um, but go ahead. I was going to say, think you talked about the recruiting. You look at but both quarterbacks in the, in the Fiesta Bowl are, are Arizona kids who mm-hmm. went to Iowa State and Oregon. Yeah. You look at what got Kyle, like Kyle Allen a couple of years ago, Spencer Rattler, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, all, the, all these kids are, are going going to uh, Big 12 and SEC schools and such. So yeah, they, they, they need to keep some of these some of these players home. Yeah. Anyway, and sorry, sorry, sorry for the tangent. It was just a good opportunity to potentially – or I wanted, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. I, I do like the BLM hire, by the way. I, I think yeah. that's a, a – so some people think it's like, oh, same old, but you need to be different to try and win there. But I, I don't know about that. I think I think his familiarity with that with that league and just the type of player that Illinois is going to get, I, I think I, I think he'll do a good job there. I guarantee you, the, the majority of the coaches are pissed that he's back in the Big Ten. I guarantee <laughs> how, how, how it. About, how about my? How about our guy? By the way, I just say our guy. He's not really. He is. He is our guy, but he's not our guy. I mean, but but be able to pull him over in the side of the road during game day. Couple weeks ago to do that little little talk back. That was awesome. Yeah, hey, I'm just driving over to Penn State to watch the game. <laughs> I'll pull over and do it. It's great. Yeah, hope he does well. He is one of a kind. That is that is uh, a guy. So it's oh, man, I I can't say like the last couple of weeks. I've had, I've been so excited having San Jose State in these games because of how much I've been rooting for him in the story. And this one, I just I don't know. Maybe maybe a little maybe they'll be in the old uh, three team teaser in, in the column uh, oh. tomorrow. Maybe we can maybe we can find a spot for them there. All right, here we go. Four p.m. Eastern, ESPN, the Liberty Bowl, West Virginia Army over under. Have you looked at it yet? Oh, I have it in front of me. Oh, forty one and a half. Yeah, West Virginia lands seven. When we go back and look at Army's resume from this year. Okay, they did play played 11. They got them <laughs> in. Um, but I wanted to go back to that Cincinnati game because that's where it, it, it sort of got interesting to me with them. Obviously, they come out and blow the doors off of Middle Tennessee, which really got me on the go-against-Middle-Tennessee train for a couple of weeks, which, which was very successful. Then they win 37-7 against UL Monroe, who's one of the worst programs in the, in the country this year. Shout out Terry Bowden getting another gig. I see a coach about that coming back, coming back. Did, did not, did not expect to see that. High no. And, um, and then they go to Cincinnati and lose 24 to 10. And I remember looking at that game that week and just wondering how good is army, you know, like, because we saw Navy, we saw Navy against BYU in the opener. And then, you, you know, we, we, it took a couple weeks to see air force, and I always feel like these the academies go in cycles, but it was a pretty good. I mean, they didn't do anything offensively. Cincinnati really shut them down. So when you look at West Virginia, their defense isn't Cincinnati's, but it, it's up there in the top of the Big Twelve. And you got to feel like Neil Brown will have these guys, you know, right option prepared, even though it's not really what everybody thinks as far as the option. Um, to me, it's West Virginia's offense. When they, when they play well and they don't turn it over, they obviously win games. Are they good enough just to, you know, throw the ball over the top of Army? That's the one thing I always feel like can happen in these bowl games, but it never does. 
So it's a it, it's an interesting number. I would lean West Virginia here because I think the they're going to want to play and be up for this opportunity. Your thoughts? Yeah, it's it, it seems like Army's going to be a very. In, uh, by the way, I just gonna say like how they weren't in a bowl to begin with is kind of comical. Oh, like like I, even with like all these bowl games getting getting canceled, like how is Army not in a bowl game? Like a team that you know is going to show up and want to be like made no sense. But I, I think betting wise, they're probably going to be a very trendy underdog, um, which could be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean Tony, no Tony Fields for for West Virginia. How much of an impact? Uh, does that have on their defense? I, I don't know. This, this Army offense is not going to score a bunch of points. This, this is not going to be a Houston game from a couple of years ago no. where no, Houston's just going to lay down and quit. I um, I I would. I, I'm contemplating uh, going with West Virginia in the column, but and, and if I had to play the game, it certainly would be uh, on on the Mountaineers because there still is. An athlete, an athlete difference there, yes. and at the same time, I, I think with Neil Brown, you're going to get a defense that is prepped and drilled and ready to ready to shut some teams down. I mean, you you look at you look at, other than that Iowa State game where it was like okay, we, the, all the COVID that ripped through that yeah. West Virginia team held TCU six points, Texas seventeen, mm-hmm. uh, Kansas State ten. Yep, like um, it's it's. It's it, it, it's a defense I think that can have a lot of success against Army, so I w- I would take West Virginia. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, and I go back and look at Army, like they they come in winning three in a row, ten seven against Air Force, fifteen nothing Navy, twenty eight twenty seven Georgia Southern. But then they go to they go to Tulane, who's probably the most athletic of those teams, and you know has the best personnel, and they get whipped thirty eight twelve, and that game wasn't close. Um, so I would think West Virginia, as long as they get their minds right offensively. Uh, I, I, I would like West Virginia in this game because of what you said and what, you know, him, Neil Brown and his defense and also the personnel. West Virginia's got good defensive players on their team. So uh, that's where, you know, I don't like giving a lot of points, Bear, in these bowl games, but that's one where I might. I'd definitely rather give seven with West Virginia than give nine with Texas. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, agreed. Um, all right. And later that night, uh, the Texas Bowl – Houston, uh, where the Texans play. Arkansas against TCU. TCU minus four. Huh. huh. You, you, there was a game earlier where you said, Bear, go, I got nothing. This is Steve, go, I got nothing. I could see Pittman bring, making this their Super Bowl, man. Um, now, it's – I mean, you're you're asking a team – that's three and seven to, you know, to win a game as an underdog, as well as they started, they lost their last four. Um, and, you know, ending with that trouncing by Bama, they lose the crazy game at Missouri. Definitely should have um, won the LSU game, had plenty of chances. Uh, and then they got thrashed by, by Florida. But I feel like this is a shot with a live dog here, just because I know Pittman in his first year as, as a program, uh, is going to have his guys ready to play. I like Kendall Bryles as a play caller. I think there's holes in that TCU defense. Um, they come in winning three in a row. Uh, probably their most impressive was uh, winning at home against Oklahoma State on, on December 5th. Um, but this, 
this will be entertaining. I just think it's a, when you know when you're picking you know dogs to to win bowl games. I I think this would be worth a shot because everyone's going to look at you know the same idea as Mississippi State. I just feel like Arkansas is going to have more wanting to play here as a three and seven team and looking at this as an opportunity, as you said, Al, I want Miami first game of the 2021 season. Um, I think it's worth a shot to take the dog. That's all. Well, so. that, that, that's a, that's a good segue for, uh, because I had uh, recently just tweeted something out about bull underdogs. And the, the uh-huh. note is if you go back since 2008, single digit underdogs have covered the spread 52% of the time. Of the 203 that covered in that span, 167 of them, or 82%, won outright. So basically, it it kind of backs up what you're saying. If you're going to take a dog, you're going to to take Arkansas plus four and a half or whatever. Just play them on the money line because uh, the the returns there. So that that would also mean that since 2008, 42% of all bowl games that had a single-digit spread were won outright by the underdog. So. There's, there's, there's definitely a, a study in there at some point if I can go back and get uh, money lines for, for some bowl games since 2008 to see what you would be up if you just flat bet every single digit underdog uh, on the money line. So it'd be an over too in the high 50s, two teams that, you know, we'll see. We'll see there. Uh, all right, let's go to my 44th birthday, Friday, January 1st. We kick it off. With the Peach Bowl and the bowl game that I wish I could have predicted was going to happen in October. <laughs> number nine, Georgia. Number eight, Cincinnati. I know there's opt-out issues for Georgia because there always is because they're so good. Not Let as me many have as you, As many as you think, though, I don't think. So, all right, so they want to play this game. Is yes, that, they do. Is that, I, I, I lose that, track every year with Georgia in these bowl geez. games. They want to play. They don't want to play. Um, all right, so the Georgia's going to show up. They're going to drive their buses from Athens. They're going to get to Atlanta, and they're going to strap it up, and they're going to be ready. Yes. Correct. The, 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 here, here's the thing. Two years ago when they played, you put yourself in, in, the player, in a player mindset. Mm-hmm. You are, you, you're leading Alabama. You're going to. You're going to go back to the playoffs. You're finally going to beat Alabama, and, and you lose that game. You're absolutely – you probably still should be in the playoff, but you didn't make it. And, and now you got to go play Texas in, in, a, in, like, Texas's Super Bowl as a big favorite with everybody. Like, it's just – it's impossible. Now, mm-hmm. last year, you weren't going to make the playoff. Mm-hmm. You had some opt-outs, but there wasn't that disappointment of not making the – we could be playing for the national title again. That, that wasn't there. There okay. were guys who were out there, but the guys who played balled. And I think we're looking at the same situation this year. They, they never had a chance of making the playoff. The, yeah, there are going to be some guys that opt out, but, but I think I think you're going to – I think Ojolari is going to play, and I, and I think LeCount's going to play as well. Um, so there will be opt-outs. And look, as long as – Pickens and JT Daniels is on the field. I'm good. Right? The, la- the last time Cincinnati faced a team this talented, they lost 42 off to the, to, to the Buckeyes last year. Right? Cincinnati should not have been in the playoff. They were, they, they were not one of the best four teams in the country. Mm-hmm. Look at power ratings, power ratings. SP Plus has them ninth. 
Sagarin and FBI has them like 17th. They won all they won all their games. A great season. They have an opportunity to have an undefeated season if they can pull the upset of Georgia uh, in the Peach Bowl, but I don't think they're going to do it. I like Georgia to win by double digits. Ooh. What quarterback would you rather have? What in this quarterback? Game. In this game. Daniels. Yeah? Okay. All right. I um you know me. I'm 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 always taking the side of the little guy. Um I I I I want Cincinnati to play well in this spot. That's my issue when these teams get here, is I, I don't think they that you know when things have happened when they've played well, things have happened. Uh, I'll put it this way. I think Ritter's up there as one of the most improved players in the country. I this I'll is buy a, that. This is an enormous spot uh, for him and for Fickle and for Cincinnati. So if they're that good, they'll cover this game. Now, you mentioned Daniels and Pickens. Like, they've been as as good as anybody. But I still go back to, to what's what's Georgia's best win this year? Well, they, they, they lost to the, the, the two best teams they played. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you're playing a full SEC schedule. You got to be able to hang your hat on on something, right? Yeah. Well, they 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 did they didn't they didn't have a And M. They didn't have LSU. Yeah. They lost Alabama, Florida. So their best win would be uh, prob- probably Auburn, right? Based on based on who they beat. Yeah. Missouri. Tennessee was ranked. 14th. Oh yeah. Well, you know, pe- people love Tennessee in that game. Remember? Remember early in the year. Oh, like people, oh, oh, this is the this is both balls. This is their game. And remember, they 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 led at halftime when Georgia had the, the the two drives that stopped inside the five when they they went forward and turned it and, and they didn't get it. And then the second half, they just completely came out and ran. That's right. Ran, that was a Georgia's ran out. second half. That was a Georgia's second half steamroll. Okay. Um. I I. I it's it's just Georgia to me. Like if if they if they want to play, I I I agree with you. I think they win by double digits. Um, it's just the do they want to be there? So, um, it's it's crazy. I I would have liked to seen Georgia Oklahoma again. I would have liked to seen Georgia against anybody else. Um, because I want to see them against another conference's best. You know, when we're talking Power Five and all that stuff. So. Um, interesting, great one to start today. Uh, that I think is, is going to be interesting. So, speaking, uh, speaking of Georgia, we, yeah. we, we, we did not ask, we, we, we forgot to send the text. Maybe you can send the text to coach right now, see if he's got something for us. I will text but him. We, right um, now. we did, we did, we did not get a pre pod steamer. Maybe we get a, a live, a live, a live pod steamer. All right, from that, uh, that one's on ESPN, ABC, one o'clock, New Year's Day, Auburn, Northwestern, and the Citrus. Um, this is in Orlando, obviously. Uh, Northwestern minus three and a half. Now, Steele's coaching this one. I believe so. Okay, that's I don't even know who's coaching this game. Yeah, I, I believe that's the case. Um, this isn't going to be pretty. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Probably the, the the best description anybody can make of this game. It just, I mean, this is. I go back to that Michigan State team that beat Northwestern, and now I'm going to say, 
Northwestern's given three and a half to an SEC. That Northwestern team is given three and a half to an SEC school. That's tough. Um, man. Under over under 43 and a half. I mean, every Northwestern game this year, I've I've thought under. Um here's what's better, Auburn's offense or Auburn's defense? <laughs> defense. <laughs> All right, I'll take the under then in this one. There you go. Yeah, I, I this 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 is an impossible game for me to to, to cap as well. You you, you know that. Northwestern will be all excited. And, and and look, that Big Ten championship game, like Ohio State was beg was begging to be beat that day. Yes. Like like, like Northwestern, like, I don't know why Northwestern was like, I mean, they all the, the gimmicks and stuff, like, mm. yeah, those are great, but I don't know if they needed to do all that stuff. No. Nope. So if if they bring that type of uh defensive effort again, and, and that's the other thing too, I think with with Hankwitz retiring. You're you're going to get a really a really good effort, but you, you lose. You know, Newsom isn't playing. No, Yoda's not playing. So it's like, how much depth does does Northwestern have on defense to be able to bring in guys who are defensive leaders and, and replace them with something? I, I mean, I mean, it just I mean, on principle, you just go back and look how bad they made Ohio State's offense look. Now I know. Sermon ran for a billion yards, but they constantly had them in uncomfortable situations. I would think they would be able to do that to Auburn. Auburn does that by by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I don't. That's a great number. Because it's if this is if this is two and a half, I'm taking Northwestern. I just hate giving three. Three and a half is my most hated number. I think. I'd rather give seven and a half than three. Three, and three, three, and three and a half is a favorite number for me. Three, three and a half lean tells me favorite. it's the favorite. All right. Um, yeah, I, I would think I could see the winner of this game scoring twenty-one, and that's it. Easily, easily. You know? So, um, that's what we have on that one. Uh, that's at one o'clock again. That's the Citrus Bowl. Glad that it's back to being called a Citrus Bowl. Correct. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Uh, all right. And then let's get into it. It's 4, 4 p.m. Eastern. It is the Rose Bowl game presented by Capital One at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Weather will not be an issue. It's Alabama minus 19 and a half. The over-under is 65 and a half. My Irish. Um, obviously, got manhandled against Clemson, and it wasn't pretty. And now they go back into this situation where it's Clemson, it's Alabama, it's Clemson against Alabama, it's Notre Dame. It's just like it's just an ultimate shadow that can't get over them. 
I will say this. I think they could score on, on Bama. Like, I like the over in this game. Um, and I will say, like, Notre Dame is going – like, the spot they're in, they just got manhandled. Nobody thinks they should be in. Um, you know, the idea of, you know, 2000 – what is it? I always get it mixed up. It's the 2012 season, 2013 BCS title game. No, it's the 2012. Don't, don't – don't, don't, don't. It's 2012 national championship. 2012 don't, national don't, championship. Don't, 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 don't listen to what they painted on the field because that's wrong. That's Got what's it. confusing you. All right. Championship refers to the season, 2012. Now I get it from a professional. Exactly. Um, what is it, it, it's, a, it's a major pet peeve of mine. Good. Like this year is the this year is 2020 national championship game. Yes, Not what's yes. going to be painted on the field in a couple of weeks. Got it. Um. I, it is, it's I'm, I'm, it's 19 and a half points in a semifinal game. Not one good thing has been said about Notre Dame for what three weeks leading up to this game. Like not one, no one besides the guys in that locker room, I feel like are giving them any kind of a chance. I sort of like this spot getting 19 and a half just because of, of the idea that they, no one thinks they should be have a game. Um, Alabama. I mean, I watched the SEC title game. They, I'm not saying vulnerable, but like, there's some place, there's some, there's some places to attack on that defense. If you, if you was gonna say, if you, if you have a quarterback who can stretch the field and you have yeah. playmakers at wide receiver, you could score points on Alabama. Yes, and I think they could sort. Like, I like the over for sure in this game. And taking aside, I'll, I'll take Notre Dame uh, with the 19 and a half. Uh, I, I, do you think it moves from 19 and a half? Well, it's it's funny. There are a bunch of different numbers. I mean, I see I see nineteen, I see nineteen and a half, I see twenty. So I mean, like like there there are different numbers out there depending on who you like. Mm-hmm. I I the way I would attack this game. I mean, we all know Alabama is going to win, and we all know it's going to be by double digits most likely. Mm-hmm. Like, do you just take like remember Alabama against Oklahoma a couple of years ago? That game was over before it started. And then Oklahoma backdoored their way in. Yes. So, like th- that's the only concern you have about yes. Lane. Like, I- I- is Alabama going to be up at least twenty nine points when Notre Dame gets the ball for the final time in the fourth quarter, and you have backdoor insurance? Like, that's a lot. Exactly. That's That's a that's lot. That's a, that's lot, a lot, that's a lot of points. I would probably just play it Alabama first half. Expect them to get Got up, it. get up big lead. And then Notre Dame throws the ball around all over in the second half, and Nick 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 starts turning the focus to the winner That's, of the uh, the Ohio State Clemson game. So I, I, I would I would lean into I would play Alabama first half, but uh, but I think your over is uh, is another solid play. I, that back door is going to be open all night long, Bear. Like you said, it Nick, Nick Alabama's got another game to play, and remember what happened against Oklahoma? They lost. 47, their best pass rusher yep. against Oklahoma, yep. and he didn't play in that game uh, out in Santa Clara. I remember that because I was I was down on the field for that. And I'm like, wow, that is a huge loss, and he he couldn't do it in the, in the title game. So that's a, that's just another fact. Like I, I really feel like that backdoor. Um, obviously, Notre Dame has more motivation than anybody in this playoff. So um, it's 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 Notre Dame in the over uh for me there I do like your Bama first half though because they want to come out and, and and set the tone and they've done that to a T man uh god they're impressive 
Um, we got a steamer pick. And then in a big-time steamer condo pick that you can bet your condo on. And it's for the Sugar Bowl. And That's t- it's perfect timing. And perfect timing. It's eight o'clock in New Orleans. Well, well, you 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 know it ain't Ohio State. Exactly. I said there. <laughs> you know there's not a plus sign next to the steamer pick. The steamer is Clemson minus seven and a half. Sixty six and a half is the over under. I've been I've watched in this time off bear. I watched last year's Fiesta Bowl three times, mm-hmm. and. It, it's better every single time. It really is. Um, by the way, the boys did a great job on the broadcast. I will say that. I say Thank that. you. It wasn't a thing. Thank you. Um, it just being there, remembering everything, and then just watching it over and over and over again. And I will say this as bad as Ohio State looked against Northwestern, and that's one thing you got to get out of your mind because just like Notre Dame, there isn't one team that Ohio State has wanted more than this team. And mm-hmm. they probably looked as good as they have in a couple of years, Clemson, you know, in that ACC title game. The fact, the problem is, is I don't think, like, is this possibly the first time all year Ohio State's going to have every guy ready for a game? Um, I, I think they did early in the year. No? I was going to say, week one, like for an Indiana game? The first Nebraska. couple, no, the first couple. Oh yeah, games. Buck Dust. There you are. Let's go. Bring you in. The first couple games, they were fine. Uh, it wasn't until they had to pull out that they, the Illinois game was where they had issues because the Maryland game they got canceled. That was Maryland's side that canceled that game. So it wasn't until the, Indiana they had everybody. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it goes back to the Indiana game, which was I'm trying to get the date of that game. The Indiana game was on November 21st. So that's. That's my point with this game, Bear, is it's just, you know, they all have wanted this game. Mm -hmm. Okay. The problem is, like, just watching Ohio State defense last year. I'm like, man, wow, that guy's in the league. That guy's in the league. I was just going to say the problem. My man Landers played his ass off in that game. The problem is, yeah, there's no Landers. There's no Chase Young. There's no Jeffrey Akuda. Like, there's no J.K. Dodd. It's not the same team. That, that that's the problem right there. Can they score with them? I'm going to answer no. I I worry about about Fields' thumb. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be okay, but that looked like a pretty gnarly injury that he well, suffered. Soon, I mean, and that's another. Like I didn't I didn't have the voice on the broadcast, but like as soon as he goes to the ground, he reaches with his other hand to help the guy help him up. Like right, you got to notice like right yes. away. I didn't know if they if they noticed that uh, on the broadcast. But uh, how do you expect if if Fields is healthy, Buck nuts? Well, how do you feel? I mean, I'd be dumb to say I'm like I'm nervous. I mean, I text you when the line came. I'm like six and a half. I'm like I expected ten or eleven. And so you don't think Ohio State should be in the playoff? Is that what you're saying? No, that's not what I'm saying though. <laughs> See, you took that, then you go and tweet. You know, you know, you subtweet me and say, you know, Ohio State fans don't think they should be in. We're better than any of the teams that aren't in. It's just we're not better right now than Clemson is. The question is, what does Ryan Day do with Brett Venables? If that offensive line can hold up, they can hang with them. I, don't I think they the can. It's the, the two question marks are going to be Harry Miller and Josh Myers up front. Those two have kind of been the weakness. And if 
they Venables does what he does, it could be a problem. Um, it's fascinating to me because you know Ohio State's going to be ready. I, I thought Herbie did a great job on um, game day, the day of the Big Ten title game, just giving you information about these new guys at wide receiver for Ohio State. Yeah. Four and uh, I forgot who the other guy was. I'm like, man, these guys are awesome. Um, so Ohio State is going to be prepared, and I think they know they have to score with them to contain. They're not going to be able to slow them down like they did last year and, you know, manhandle them up front. The issue to me, and it, it just goes back to, to the recency bias, is can Clemson play again as well as they did against Notre Dame? I would think Ohio State has a little more offensively to take them off their game plan and not make it look as easy as it did for Clemson in that ACC title game. Does that make any sense to you guys? No, it may, it, may, it makes a ton of sense that you would expect. It's kind of like the, the, the horse racing patterns that I look, look for in handicapping. That teams coming off of a, a – horses coming off of a top effort are due to regress and horses that throw in a, a clunker are, are, are due to, to make an improvement the next time. So you, you would think, the theory being, that Clemson played such a great game last time out, there'd be some, some issues and Ohio State could improve. But I would think that be the case more if Clemson had ripped off a bunch of impressive games like that leading up to this game and they had all those guys healthy in those games, the fact that Skalski's been out, mm. the fact that Trevor was out, uh, the fact that uh, yeah, like, like those guys who were out, like this, this feels like a Clemson team that is starting to to, to really hit its peak. And I, I think the biggest advantage Ohio State has is they don't have the injuries and the wear and tear of. Uh, an 11 game season like Clemson has. They played six games, and I, but I, Ohio State should be in the playoff. They are one of the best four teams in the country, and they, they should be there. But I, I you, you were talking about motivation. Mm-hmm. I kind of see it the other way in terms of motivation. Like Clemson has probably been hearing, and you heard it probably right after the game last year, and now you're going to hear it again. Like. Ohio State was the better team last year. Ohio State was the better team last year. Ohio State was the better team last year. And Ohio, Ohio State lost the game. Clemson didn't win it. Like, I guarantee you that that's being drilled into their heads. Oh, and, there's no and doubt. I, there's no doubt love, it is. And I love the fact that Dabo Sweeney has basically stood up. Built, yeah, I ranked Ohio State 11. This is how I feel. I think the teams should have to play more than six games to – that it, it's, it's fine. And you know what? His team loves it. He has always had his team's back. And I guarantee you, his team will run through a wall for him this week to, to back their coach up. No so doubt. I, 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 I think I knew last year, five minutes into the game, that Clemson was the wrong side and it got there, which was incredible. Uh, I think Clemson is the right. Like, like you, you hit on the Ohio State defense. Mm-hmm. Here are the offenses Ohio State has played this year: Nebraska, yep, that, yeah, Penn State, Indiana, Michigan State, Rutgers, and Northwestern. Despite playing those six teams, they're not a top twenty defense in terms of uh, expected points. Like this, this is going to be a problem for them. I, I think on Saturday, I, I would, and to go along with your theory. If you think Ohio State can win and they can match Clemson point for point, maybe the play in this game is a Clemson team total over because you know Clemson is going to move the ball on these guys 
And then there is obviously a chance that Ohio State could have success offensively as well. So, so, so maybe a Clemson team total could be uh, potentially the strongest play. But I know the uh, I know the steamer has weighed in. So we're um, yep, steamers on Clemson and Dabo. It yeah, I mean to me when you look at the matchups, it's pretty simple and easy to telling me that the worst unit that's going to be on the field is the Ohio State defense. And what can they do? Can they, you know, can they confuse Trevor? Can they keep those guys in front of them? That's the other thing is Notre Dame last week comes out and, boom, shot to Rodgers. There we go. Right after the missed field goal. Now you're all out of sorts because now you you have to respect that vertical threat. And that's why Clemson does such a good job. And they have absolute superhumans running those routes too. So, the onus is obviously on Ohio State's secondary. Um, I I know what you're saying with Dabo flipping the, you know, he's a master motivator, uh, flipping the script on the motivation piece. But I just know deep down that Ohio State is is here. This is what they've wanted. I know there was a lot of worry that they weren't going to get here because of all they had to go through. Um, but I really, really expect them um, – to be prepared with Coach Day, I think he's, you know, the best offensive mind, you know, head coach, you know, in 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 the sport. I just – this is an absolutely enormous spot for Fields. Absolutely mm-hmm. enormous. And there has been plenty of whispers this year that he hasn't played up to the, the, the liking of, of some people. And then I just bring up the fact that against Michigan State, he didn't know where the freaking snap was going every time, and he still dominated that game. Yeah, he made some bad decisions against Northwestern. I thought Herbie did a great job on game day again that day, talking about uh, who was it? Wade said that they had to come out and blow out Northwestern, and Justin Fields I thought played like that, like trying to go for the blowout, trying to go for the kill shot, and it took them trailing in the second half to finally wake up. So. I'm going to side here with the over uh, and in the side with, with Ohio State. Um, also because, Bear, I don't think anybody's taking Ohio State. I really don't. And I, I, I see that line going up. I really do. Do you? Yeah, no doubt. Um, I just – it's – I don't want to compare Clemson to Floyd Mayweather, but, like, the times I've been out in Vegas – and Floyd Mayweather's fighting. It's like, oh wow, look at that line, look at that line. And then all the guys out in Vegas are like, if you really want to take the underdog, just wait because all of Floyd's betters come in on the day of the fight and hammer Floyd Mayweather. And sure enough, I remember one time I was out there. I had Ricky Hatton, and it 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 doubled. His price doubled on the day of the fight. <laughs> and here I am at the fight, the only guy. Uh, in my section with a Ricky hat, I'm like, oh my god, that was lesson learned on going to a live boxing event. But yeah, I, I think this is this is this is going to be at least 80% Clemson money, no doubt about it to me. And um, it's 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 I knew it, it couldn't happen, but that's why I was hoping for Notre Dame and Ohio State to match up, and then in the semis and get Alabama and Clemson like. That's that's what I wanted because of the two games. Those were the two better games, but we got what we got. Um, so you, you your favorite thing on this one would be Clemson team total. Yeah. So if this, all right, come and on. And I, and I let's do let's do live math. I'd go with Coach. And I'd like seven and a half. Yeah. Okay. Let's go live math. Over under sixty six and a half. The line is seven and a half. What's Clemson's team total? Thirty thirty seven thirty. 
Wow, so that means Ohio State would be 30. Hmm. Saying they got to do it and then looking at it real numbers-wise, that's a lot. Because I – see, I don't think – I don't see Ohio like they're not Ohio State's not going to get a big play in the run game against like they did against Northwestern. So like, how fast are they going to throw? We know Clemson's capability. I just I just don't think Ohio State wants to score that fast. Ohio State could run against them last year. Why couldn't they this year? I know that I know that I know they don't have the game breaker. That's that trait. I mean, Trey can. I I think he can still do damage. That offensive line proved that they can move Clemson around. J.K. had like. 150 yards before he busted his ankle on like seven carries. The other fact, the other factor I have in this game is, and I haven't watched enough other Ohio State games, but like the tell, Dobbins was incredible in pass protection in that game because you got to have a running back. You got to have, you don't know where guys are coming with Venables. And Dobbins was was so good uh, picking up guys um, in that situation. And that's, that's another thing where I, I, if Venables, I think he's going to try and exploit and just try and get hits on those. That's, I mean, because that, I, I mean, you know, I go back to the Bill Belichick first time he played the Rams in the Super Bowl. Um, his number one job was whenever Marshall Falk was in there and he's passed, go hit him, go hit him, go hit him. Those are, those are hits that nobody thinks about that could affect a guy over a course of a game. So it's just another thing where I, I, you know, when you look at attacking Ohio State's offense and stuff like that, I, I really feel like, uh, Clemson will do those types of things knowing they don't have a J.K. Dobbins back there. I have a question for you, too. How does the Nolan Turner no first half impact things? To you? Any, does it do anything for you guys? No. It, give, it gives Ohio State it, – it, it means Ohio State is going to need to take advantage of that. Now, now, now the, the guys that I think Ohio, uh, Clemson might have coming in might be more gifted and talented, but Nolan Turner is like a, a coach on the field between him and Skalski. So – I think it's an opportunity for Ohio State to start fast. Is he he's the one who got the interception at the end of the game last year? Yes, he was. Yep. Yeah, let's not talk about that play. Keep yeah, and he okay. was and he was Ohio State was, was so was it Alave? Who yes. was wide open? Alave right cut it off to the yeah. left. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, Travis. Sorry. Right. Where are we? What do we got? Any is there that game? game? Oh yeah, we got games after New Year's Day. Yeah, January second. Uh-huh. That's, that's what's great. You got a games ending January second, and then nothing until the buzz. Yeah, that's the way I like it. You like that? Well, I like it ending right there, and just time to just focus in on the big one. All right. Um, NC State, Kentucky. I feel like everyone's going to look at these uh, records and take NC State. See, I um, like Kentucky. I'll take Kentucky. Um, Stoops has found a way to. To win games at Kentucky with with some less than stellar offenses, they're in the same boat. They got it all together. Uh, I want to say they got it all together, but it, they they kind of found itself after that rough, rough stretch uh, and blowing out South Carolina team. I think they had like thirty guys that were that were able to play, yeah. And they and they still played the game. But uh, give NC State credit, eight and three this year. Awesome I, I think season. I think awesome. they're gonna have. I think they're gonna have trouble winning at the line of scrimmage against Kentucky. This I like. Uh, I like the Cats to get their third straight bowl. Yeah, that's not gonna be pretty either uh, in Jacksonville. Um, another one that makes zero sense: Ole Miss four and five on the year against Indiana six and one. Outback Bowl. 
1230 Eastern on ABC, Indiana minus six and a half over under 66 and a half. What? Indiana, like, what do you think Indiana's going to do offensively? Like, they'll be. What What can they do? I, I don't know. I mean, they. the last time I watched them was against Wisconsin when they had a first start for the backup, and they went 14-6. And they had 130 yards through the air. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Old Lane going to get it going? I, you, you, you know Elijah Moore is not playing. Yeah. You know what? You, your bow is not playing either. I don't know if it matters, though. Like, it does, I don't think it matters who's on the – like, they're going to score points. Okay. I, I, high I think over high. under, man. I think – it's how, yeah, like how many? I mean, I know Ole Miss's defense is poop. Yeah, but like, how many points is Indiana capable of scoring here? Do you think? And they score thirty. They probably can. That's I mean, you. You. I mean, you. You expect? I mean, Stevie Scott might might run for two bills. That's that's what I was saying. Like, if Indiana's that good schematically, like. They will find ways to move the change and keep Ole Miss off the field. That's why I was like, if, if Indiana wins this game and it goes over, I'll be really surprised. Yeah, I, I, I'd take Ole Miss. I think there's some okay. sevens out there you can find. I, I, I think it's too many points. I, I think okay. just like you were talking, like you had the previous game, you said NC State's got the better record. You think everyone's going to be mm-hmm. taking NC State. I think people are going to see Indiana 6-1, no and one, only lost to Ohio State. Why aren't they in the New Year's Six? Oh, they're going to blow out. Old Miss has got a losing record. Like I, I think you're going to see that too, and you're probably. I, I think it's a good opportunity to get Old Miss at a big number. I'm rooting for Indiana to win. So I think after the way they lost in the bowl season last year was awful. Oh, and, and, and I want to see them end the season with the win here. But, but, but seven is too many in my mind. Okay, uh, I agree on all fronts on that. I, it's. It's an interesting matchup. All right. Uh, 4 Eastern, January 2nd, Fiesta Bowl in Glendale. It's my favorite pick of the Bulls. I love Iowa State. I don't have anything more to say. I I think <laughs> they're – God, I can't I, – I never seen Coach Campbell lose his mind like that in that Big 12 title game, and you could tell he was absolutely flustered. Um, but you talked about guys opting out and the motivation of being in a bowl game. The Cyclones are going to Glendale to play in the Fiesta Bowl. That mm-hmm. is enough motivation. Oregon, when you go back and look at that Pac-12 title game, they didn't do anything offensively. It was almost like they didn't trust Tyler Shuck. To it's throw. almost like USC pee down their leg. No, they, they <laughs> never do that. What evidence? Speaking of, speaking of, I, I hate to, I hate to toot our own horns. But could we have been any better at calling out the Pac-12 title game and the Big Ten title game? Like, we nailed those two games. Absolutely yeah. nailed them. Northwestern first quarter, Northwestern first half, you say Ohio State second half. I say take Oregon in Friday night in the Pac-12 title game because USC is going to pee down their leg. Like, that made me feel good. Yes. I like going yeah, out that, like that. That definitely made me feel good. Yeah. It would have um, made me feel a lot better if Brock Purdy would have thrown that ball out of the into the seventh row, or they would have called a timeout prior to that play. I would have felt a lot better had they done that. All that being said, I trust Matt Campbell way more 
in this. Uh, I don't. I don't think Oregon knows what they have coming for them. I really don't. I think Iowa State is coming out. And how about my man, eighty-eight Kohler? Is that guy a man-child or what? That touchdown he had, the DB just just fell right off of him. Um, I Purdy can't be worse than he was in the Big Twelve title game. He can't play worse. And there's holes all over Oregon. Um, give me, give me Iowa State. Yeah, the the only thing you need to be aware of is, you know, uh, not, not not only do they have the ridiculous targeting call right right off, and, and that's what I think that's what Matt Campbell was upset about. It's like we're Iowa State, they're Oklahoma, like like we're we're not we're not going to get a break. We got to take I, it I, to I, them. Yeah, like I, I think that was, it. and then you lose you lose an offensive lineman, so and yep. that could be problematic as as we've seen in the last two years now. Thibodeau has shown up. In the Pac-12 title game and in the bowl game, so the, 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 these money games he has he has balled. He's also had to. Be, he's also gone. Well, we don't hear his name during the regular season, so I would expect Thibodeau to have a uh, uh, be a be a problem at time for for Iowa State. But I agree. I, I I like the Cyclones in this game. I, I think the fact that they, this this is a again I'm not I'm not advocating. This is not a like a political, but it just sucks. Like. We talked about San Jose State earlier in Ball State, and now Iowa State playing in Arizona and like no fans. Like yeah. it, it just stinks oh, that man. like there there are three examples of teams having completely magical seasons where you'd love to see their fans be there and have an opportunity to support to support their teams. But we are where we are, and, and that's not a possibility. And I'm quite sure that's not going to lessen the spirit of anybody playing that game or watching uh, the, those games from uh, from home and, and rooting their teams on. But but I do – I agree. I do like Iowa State. I think that defense is going to give give Oregon – I mean, that was the other thing in that, in that game too. Like, it looked early on like, okay, Iowa State, they're on the ropes. And their defense played their butt off mm-hmm. the remainder of the game, keeping them in stop after stop after stop after stop. And, and kept them in that game. So I, I think Oregon's going to have trouble scoring points, and uh, and I like Iowa State here as well. Very good. Um, and then that night at Hard Rock, the most improved <laughs> stadium in the country, um, A&M, North Carolina. It feels like <laughs> every day I wake up, there's another guy for Carolina opting out. Oh, it's um, only it's only it's only Dammy Brown, Michael Carter, Javante Williams, and Chasterad. It's only those four guys. <laughs> Tongue in cheek. Like seriously, like how how can you how can you bet this game right now? I mean, anyone who bets this game right now is betting A and M. That's all, and, and you're thinking that A and M is just going to continue to get money, and you need to get the whatever is you consider the best of the line right now. It's, it's seven and a half right now, and I would I would expect this number probably to tick up a little bit more. Yeah, I'm going to wait on this as long as I got Howell playing. I'd, I'd take a shot here with Carolina. I would. Um, I'm, I'm not. I'm, you talk about the motivation thing. I'm not sure about AM. I know it's the Orange Bowl, but still, there's no fans. Um, Carolina just went to the same stadium and put up 100 points. Um, I know there's some guys missing, but like you talk about a perfect situation for Mac Brown moving his program forward. You know, he, I think it's worth a shot. I, I understand everything AM should easily has. The, the better of the of the, uh, of the line of scrimmage plays, um, but Howell Howell back there behind the center. I, I'm not sold on A and M secondary at all. I love their D line, um, but I think 
this is a game North Carolina can get up for. And like I said, they st- as long as Howell's there, I, I, and I think it's going to go up um, the line, obviously. So I would just be wary here. Um, I understand all the A&M argument is I'm not arguing against it. I just, I would be willing to take a shot because of public money, the line rising and knowing I have an NFL quarterback and Sam Howell. So then I would wait. If I'm you, I would. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I just, I, I, I think I started out saying this, that I am willing to take a shot with Sam yes. Howell if, if everything goes accordingly, because I think A&M's going to have opt-outs. I mean, I'm looking at mock drafts. They got guys all over the top of the draft, or I should say first, first and second round. So that's, uh, that's something to keep your eye on because that's going to be the last bowl game and they have the most time to make uh, their decisions, obviously. So, Keep your eyes up on that. And I know, I mean, I could see AM being at the top of people's bowl mania challenges and all that with the confidence. I'm sure it totally will be. So yep. Just be careful. Um, all right. What's the travel plans? Travel two separate travel plans. Not 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 too bad. Um, down to New Orleans on Wednesday afternoon after daily wager. Mm-hmm. Um, show on the first game, show on the second back home, and then back down to Miami on the 9th and home on the uh, the 12th after the game. Nothing nothing too crazy. Okay. Nothing. Is there any private aviation involved in there or no? No. No No. private aviation involved. This is is, 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 my my airline will handle this from from, from here on out. (laughs) So no uh, no, well yeah, so Pasadena is out of the mix. Yeah. No, that that would they normally normally we would have potentially had that, but in in the past we did the Vegas Bowl as well, but the, there was no Vegas Bowl this year, and it was moved to a day when we weren't going to be able to do it anyway. Can't believe yeah, no. we're not going to be at a bowl game. Oh, I'm heartbroken. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's going to feel weird. Like I'm already trying to figure out like after the show because we're early in the the. Game is late. The game is late, so it's like back to the hotel again to check it in. Like I think I'll my get, biggest. I'll get, you, I'll get you some walk-ons delivered to the room. How about that? How about that? One of them big chocolate chip cookie Sundays. I don't need that. I'll be some boudin balls. I'll be I'll be comatose for for a week with one of those chocolate chip <laughs> cookie Sundays. Forget it. That thing's incredible. Um, all right. Uh, anything else on the way out? What's your big takeaway so far week one of the NBA? I saw the Knicks won yesterday. Every Everybody won yesterday. It, it was insane, the underdogs that won yesterday. Incredible. That's my takeaway from week one. I saw, I saw, the, I saw the Knicks won yesterday, and, and like, I guess the Warriors suck. I get, I get, those are my takeaways. Okay. Based on what I've read. And the Warriors won yesterday. Yeah. Did win, okay. So maybe they don't suck as much as people thought they do. All right. I think that'll do it. Bear, take us away. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. The less you bet, the more you lose when you win. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. <laughs> 